You're listening to the Venango Speaks Podcast, a show about people, places, and things in the oil region. Thanks for joining us today at the Venango Speaks Podcast first episode. Um, our group members are here from the Leadership Venango class, as well as our very first guest, Susan Williams. Susan is the director at the Venango Area Chamber of Commerce, and we're so happy that she could join us today because we're talking about a very fitting topic today, which is Leadership Venango and how this all came about. We're going to tell you a little bit about ourselves and what this is and how this started. Um, so I'm Natalie Cubbin. I am the projects coordinator at the Oil Region Library Association, and I am a uh, student in the Venango Leadership class of 2022, and I'm also joined right now by Devin Zagar. Hi, I'm Devin Zagar. I run a video marketing or video production and marketing company in Oil City, and I am also a member of the class of 2022. So Susan, glad to have you here. We also have a couple other members of our leadership group um, here with us, uh, Brandon, uh, Nick, and Ashley. Uh, you'll get to hear them speak uh, throughout the podcast as well. So we're just here to kind of just dive into our first episode and talk about what this is, um, how this idea came to fruition. Um, and we're going to talk with Susan a little bit about what Leadership Venango is, because you're going to hear us say Leadership Venango, Venango Leadership a lot. Um, and we're going to talk about how that program relates to what we're doing right now. So, um, Susan, what can you tell us a little bit about Venango Leadership, like a brief synopsis? Sure. Well, I, I'm going to give you just a very brief history in saying that I've worked a long time and I've been lucky to work for many people who really cared about my leadership development. But probably one of the, the most fun, exciting, and meaningful experiences I had was when I came to the Chamber of Commerce to work in 2004. And within a year, year and a half, I went through a regional leadership program. The connections that I made during that program and the things that I learned are still useful to me every day. And so a few years later, when that program kind of ended, I started to think about how could we introduce a new leadership program to our county with the goal to, you know, really develop leaders in our area. It's been a great experience for at least our group so far. Um, I know the other group leaders will definitely want to tell you about it um, later. But we kind of, we we didn't know each other. Um, I think only Ashley and I knew each other before we started this program. And we were tasked with creating a project as a group. Um, so we, we really had no idea what to do. Um, but I, working at the library, had known that we had some podcast equipment laying around. And we had talked at our um, leadership class about the importance of having open community conversations and really opening up the channels of communication and dialogue within our community, um, especially opening it up to local leaders and young professionals. So we thought, you know, we have this equipment laying around anyway. Why don't we make use of it and actually start a podcast? 
um, it's it's going to really hopefully give young professionals a voice. Um, if you are somebody who, you know, you can't really attend, um, you know, speaker series or um, go to, you know, young professional events, um, flex anything with the chamber, this gives you a chance to kind of, you know, play something at your own pace, listen to it on the way to work. Um, so hopefully it can give you a, a little bit of um, something you might be missing already in our community. Yeah, I think it gives uh, the kids, uh, specifically high school age kids um, that are going to start a group here at the library to take this uh, podcast over a chance to uh, interact with uh, professionals and leaders in our community uh, that they might not have had before. Uh, and so I think that's uh, one of our main objectives uh, for this podcast as well. I think that this is a perfect fit for what Leadership Venango was hoping to accomplish. Uh, as I said before, one of the real benefits that I got from participating in the leadership program and continue to get because I continue to do um, leadership development every chance I get is making connections. And I still get intimidated by the idea that other people might be interested in connecting with me, talking to me, uh, and get excited about what I can learn. So when we connect with others and meet others, it, there's just so much meaningful information that can be passed. So the fact that this podcast is meant to do exactly that, to open conversations, but also connect people with people that, that they might, may not know or that they may not know well and be open to learning about what others are thinking, that's, that fits perfectly with you know, one of the many goals that we have with Leadership Venango. And some of what Devin was saying about um, kids continuing this podcast, that is definitely our goal. Um, one of the facets of this project is to get kids at the library involved with making, recording, um, coming up with ideas for topics and guests for this podcast. So continuing into the future, um, this will be teenager-led, teenager-created um, teenager produced, they will have a hand in every single part of making this podcast at some point. And we're really excited to get them connected with community leaders and young professionals. And we think it'll really boost their confidence and make, you know, some of their goals a little bit more realistic. Um, it'll make them connections with, you know, quality businesses and organizations that they might need connections in terms of jobs and job shadows and stuff like that. So we're very excited to get the kids involved as well. Um, we're, we're really optimistic about what they're going to be able to do with it, even beyond our involvement. Um, so so yeah, that's that's definitely something to look forward to and, and one of our long-term goals. Yeah, I think it's going to be good for the community too in a sense that um, they're going to have access to content that um, they, they didn't have before and unique content that is curated by local youth uh, and them engaging with leaders and uh, business owners and community members as a whole. Um, and putting that on a platform such as a podcast um, really enables a positive and good community message uh, to get out to more people. 
I feel like one of the hazards of growing old is that we sometimes can assume that everybody in the community knows everybody because we've built those relationships. But one of the things I continue to learn is that it's really important that we build connections across generations, uh, that as much as I've learned in my many years, there are things that I continue to learn, especially when I'm willing to meet with younger people um, who are having different experiences than I had. So the conversations that I can envision happening with this podcast are that, you know, there will be some meeting of the minds around, or maybe in some cases not meeting of the minds, but around topics in our community where we have different perspectives, but can learn from one another. Uh, I, I know that Every time I have the opportunity to meet with someone new, but particularly someone younger, um, it really gives me a chance to, to consider a different way of looking at things. That's important in our world right now. And I mean, I can relate with that experience wholeheartedly. Um, you know, working at the library in a small town, I thought I knew everybody. And just Going through this leadership Venango program, I've met, what, 16, 15 other people that I had no idea really existed. And they share, you know, a lot of common ground with me and have a lot of similarities to where I'm at in my life and where I'm at in my professional um, career. And it's it's been so eye-opening and just heartwarming really to connect with other people like this and there's not just 15 like there are in my class there's like hundreds <laughs> so yeah one certainly one of our goals with um with leadership finango is to connect the classes with each you know the participants with each other so in your class there were 16 at the beginning of the class and so you got to meet each other but of course through the course of the program you've gotten to meet so many community leaders community members businesses and those are important connections and you probably don't even realize right now like what those connections are going to mean uh, 5 10 15 years from now hopefully they'll be lasting and then we additionally continue to try to work on building relationships with alumni um, because you are even though you may be at different stages of your leadership journey and different ages, because these classes have spanned a couple decades in, in the ages of the participants, um, there's so much value in the classes, the different classes getting to know each other. When we think about our first class four years ago and your class now, you are living in a completely different world than, than that class. So just this leadership program has gone through a lot of of change and adjustment in four years. Yeah. How big was the first class? I believe we had 12 in the first class. We, we kind of, you know, we're expecting to grow the class every year, but obviously uh, things in our world changed. So um, we, you know, as we put together the second year class, we were already had stepped kind of into COVID. So we went from 12 to 11 to 10 and we're thrilled this year to have 16. And I have every reason to believe that we'll have more next year. We have already begun to have people register for the class for next year. So, um, you know, our ideal class size is probably in the 20 to 25 range. Um, so we look forward to growing the class in future years. You guys have heard about our project so far uh, here uh, with the podcast. What are some examples of previous community projects that passed uh, classes and groups have done, Susan? 
Well, some of the past classes have kind of worked around themes. So the very first year, the the definite theme of those projects was around how we better connect our businesses to our schools. Uh, we knew that, that schools have been really charged with um, career readiness. And at the same time, our businesses are telling us that they need employees. So we took both perspectives. We actually took three perspectives, a student perspective, educator perspective, and the business perspective. And the projects revolved around those. So one of the groups created a shadow guide to help the schools show students how to have a better job shadow experience, but also show businesses how to be better at providing that job shadow experience. So all of the projects that year were around the, around that topic. Um, I believe last year we had more of a focus on what there is to do in the community. So we had one group that really wanted to take a look at an inventory and share what what were the places that people could go for recreation, for um, fitness, you know, really around those kind of experiences. So they created a map of where those things are. Another group were looking at healthy food choices. So where people could go to farmer's markets and get fresh produce. And so there's been a real variety of the types of projects that, that each class has had. And we've really tried not to define too much what those need to be. We, we do put the classes or each of the groups together because we try to make sure that they're diverse in their experience, their personalities, um, so that you can learn to work with, with other people. And then we've kind of charged each group to figure out a project that they can work around um, that will solve some kind of problem in the community. Right. So, so this year, you kind of gave more free range than you did. we didn't have themes this year. And so how do you think the... Um, projects have turned out thus far? Well, from what I'm hearing, obviously we haven't seen the finished projects, but I would say that this class probably has been the, the most aggressive in one, starting to get together as project teams um, much quicker than past years. I think part of that may have been influenced by what you heard from past years <laughs> about kind of how to approach the project. We've, we've learned better how to prepare you. Um, but it sounds like everyone is is just about ready to really show us what you're doing. Um, we'll be sharing in our newsletter that will come out in the next couple of days what those projects are. So you actually can visit venangochamber.org, go to our newsletters, and get an idea of the projects. But, of course, we'll be having project presentations in May, and we'll get to hear all of the details. So I, I think it's interesting. I thought there would be more struggle around us not giving you more direction. And actually, it seems the reverse of that. So at our retreat, which was the first time we ever met each other um, for Venango Leadership, we had this retreat out at Whitehall, which is in Emlinton. It was actually super fun. I was very nervous about it, but it was super fun. Um, and we took these personality tests. And there were four different types. I'm not going to spoil it for whoever may be a future Venango leadership um, participant, but there's four specific personality types and you score somewhere, you know, between them, or you may score very highly in one and, you know, in the middle on another. Um, so we all had you know, obviously very different scores. Um, some of us were more aggressive leaders. Some of us were more, you know, 
number crunching, more comfortable to fade into the background type leaders. Um, how much did that influence you guys putting us into art project groups? Oh, we absolutely looked at that. That's, really? Yes, yes. We we don't randomly assign you, so but we make sure that every project group ideally has representation from each personality group. And e even over the course of the two days we spend together, we start to see within each of those personality groups there is some variation of who's most likely to speak up or... Um, yeah, so we take all that into consideration. Additionally, we we want to look at, you know, what kind of uh, skills and talents you bring, which may be reflective of the jobs you do. Uh, we would take into consideration perhaps the kind of places you work. Um, we love geographically for you to be diverse because you kind of have some different perspectives depending on where you live or what, you know, what your situation's been. So the, the, the goal for us is certainly to have teams that will work well together, but that also bring some different perspectives to a project because that's what leadership really requires. We're rarely put into a leadership situation where we get to define who we work with and know that we're all going to have all the skills that we need. We really, we really have to explore that together. So we try to create that opportunity for our participants. Yeah, that was a unique experience for me too. Um, I walked out of that retreat and particularly what Natalie was talking about with the uh, personality test with a, a new perspective on the people you work with uh, and respecting their different approaches to how they do work and how uh, well they work with others or the way in which they work with others. And, you know, you have to tailor your approach to um, best what best suits those individuals. Um, and so that's been a, a very useful product of, of the Menengo leadership training thus far? It's really helpful to me. I mean, we, we often think of this leadership program as being designed for young professionals. And while we've had more participation from young professionals and they may get the, the most benefit as they're starting in that journey, you know, again, I've worked for decades now and been in leadership positions for a long time. And I'm still learning because the, the people that I lead and the people I serve with in the community change sometimes, you know, monthly, if not daily. So being able to learn about the different kinds of people you work with and what their situations are like is really critical to success in getting things done. It's it, it's fun, too. It's, it's actually fun when you start to try to navigate in a way that's um, it's tempting to call it manipulative, <laughs> but it's not. That's not, you know, hopefully everybody has the right approach. But when you learn what helps people do their best, what helps make people the happiest and most satisfied in the work they do, when you have that information going in, it can really help you get things done in a way that's less frustrating, you know, more productive. Yeah, it definitely helped me feel better about my personality and my work ethic because, you know, I've I've always been a more laid back, I'll fade into the background, I'll, you know, work by myself all day and I'll get it done for you when you ask for it. Um, and I've always felt that I needed to be, you know, like the more aggressive, oh, I'll, you know, go out and socialize with people and I will, you know, 
work better in groups and I need to be more, you know, outgoing. And it definitely made me feel better. It's just that is the type of leader I am and that's how I get things done best. And that is how I operate more efficiently. And it, it definitely made me feel better about it. And it made me feel better to know that there are other young professionals my age or not <laughs> that that operate the same way. So it was it was a really really cool experience doing doing those tests. Yeah, I think the interesting thing is we kind of think we want to work with other people like us, but if you can imagine on a team if everybody has the same personality, what's the chances you're going to going to really get stuff done? Um I I like to say that I'm was actually kind of born an introvert. I'm not that comfortable with talking to new people and getting out there, but my work experiences have kind of turned that around. So I'm certainly perceived as an extrovert, but my, the women who I work with would tell you if we have an office full of me, we're unlikely to get a lot accomplished. <laughs> we get distracted by bright and shiny things <laughs> a lot. So it's really important to have those, those multiple personalities represented, but it's also important that we become sensitive to how each other work um, because we do have to get together and talk and strategize and figure out how to work well together. And you're going to get a chance to hear from our other group members. So hello, everyone. My name is Nick Gamello. I am a account manager at Ross Packer Insurance. I'm also the life insurance specialist there. Um, uh, I'm here with uh, Brandon. Yeah, my name is Brandon Books. I am the director at the Venango Museum in Oil City. You know, I am kind of really starting out my leadership journey as kind of Susan had touched upon earlier. Um, I think that being a part of this program right now at this point in my life is something that's really beneficial to me. As things have gone since I've started um, taking over the leadership of the museum, and I think like through the leadership class, um, I kind of like realized that I have like a whole team of people from other organizations and businesses that I can count on to kind of support me through the class. What kind of examples of like collaboration have you seen um, come out of the class itself? It's really interesting is that leadership program that I took some 17-ish years ago. Uh, I was in a class with Betsy, who you have succeeded in leadership at the museum. So we really grew in our leadership journey in our organizations. While I had been in leadership before, I, I was new in my organization. So it's been it's been really neat to you know to watch those relationships through the years and now that um, now that we have our new program leadership Venango we've continued to build new relationships not just with the participants but with those who are uh, presenters so many of the presenters that you've met this year I didn't know before we started the program we met them through collaborative partners or they were people we'd heard about in the community um, some of the places we visited we had not visited before as we kind of move the class around and some of the people that are working there and over four years some of the people working there have changed so we at the chamber have had a great benefit of building new partnerships, you know, doing new collaborating, meeting new people right along with you. Well, I know um, I don't think if it was for this class, 
um, I wouldn't have made, obviously, the connections I have so quickly. And um, there's like a real life example between the museum and the library here that like Natalie and I have been discussing um, potential ideas. And I'm not sure if those wouldn't have happened, at least maybe not as quickly if it wasn't for um, the connections here made in the class. And well, that's exciting to hear. And I fully expect that there will be others that will have those examples in this class. And again, as we delve more into engaging with alumni, I'm sure there are opportunities there as well. Yeah, I completely agree with you, Brandon, and you as well, Susan. Uh, you know, my my leadership path, um, you know, obviously, I mean, I feel like I had some leadership skills coming into uh, this program, but this really kind of opened my eye um, whenever we first got together. And, you know, each month when we get together with the different speakers that come and, and present to us, um, I've noticed even through my line of work in insurance, whether it's working with, you know, clients, you know, everybody has their own different personalities. Um, and so talking to somebody one way is not going to work, talking to a different client or even just a, another employee. So I've, I've noticed over the, the past, what is this now, eight months now, I think we're seven or eight months. It's hard to believe it's already been that long. Uh, but I've, I've noticed my leadership skills growing significantly. You know, I'm able to just communicate better with uh, the professionals that I work with and the clients that I, I work with on an everyday basis. So with that being said, though, I do have a couple questions for you as, as far as, you know, the leadership program. Um, you've, you've mentioned that this is our fourth year. And I just want to ask you, you know, where do you see this program going? How do you where do you how do you see it growing? Well, Definitely. Um, it's it's my vision that this program will go on for decades. Uh, we were able to create as dynamic of a program as we could from the start because we looked at others who have been doing it for a long time. So we didn't we didn't start from scratch. We looked out at um, other chambers and other leadership programs. So I would hope that we'll get that kind of mileage uh, with the Venango Chamber where others are looking at us. Some already are and saying, how can we create programs of our own? Uh, so I, I definitely am hoping that we can grow in the number of people. Um, I would also have a vision for perhaps growing some additional leadership programs. So you're, you're all going to graduate from this program, but your leadership journey doesn't end there. So what other things could we be doing around leadership as you go into other positions? Uh, there are many chambers and organizations that have youth leadership programs. Others have professional leadership programs. You know, there are a variety of. So I would hope that, that we at some point will be able to explore what might be meaningful to our members and to our community to add other kind of other aspects of leadership to this. Have there been any like challenges for you as you've gone um, putting this like program together um, in any aspects? Well, I would I would say that we were so well supported as we started Leadership Venango in terms of, um, you know, financially, our board leadership support, that some of the things that many organizations might find challenging in starting a new program, we, we had a lot of support going in. The most obvious one was this leadership program is so much about connections that it's hard to beat face to face. So when we hit the challenge of not being able to meet face to face during COVID, um, that was a challenge. Now, the good part was we were prepared to go virtual, uh, but I, I don't think I realized what what we gave up until I saw our class come together face-to-face -face for the first time in months. And so that happened in year, um, year two, ended virtually, graduated virtually. Year three made it 
through several sessions and went virtual. Um, and when I saw them come together and saw the immediate connections through the conversations that were held between sessions or at the beginning and end of the day, that that was a real challenge. That that was the biggest challenge we've faced. Definitely coming face to face is definitely more beneficial moving forward to like make those connections and stuff like you were touching upon there. One of the other challenges that that I have um, and certainly can use any advice on getting past is how we really impress upon our, our businesses and organizations why this leadership journey is important. Um, there, there is a cost. So, you know, prioritizing training can be a challenge, especially for really small businesses on a tight budget. And as we know, many offices are short on staff. So as we think about asking someone to give up a full day a month and then a little extra time if they're working on projects. So from what I'm hearing from you, you would agree with me that that is that is not really a sacrifice. It is kind of a gift you're giving your business, but it can be a challenge to get businesses to understand that, um, that it there's so much to gain for a business by sending someone to leadership. And in many cases, it may be the owner or the manager that belongs in the program. And again, especially regardless of age. So I think there, there's also that challenge of perception that this is a young person's program. And really, it is a leader's program, regardless of where you are in your leadership journey. I think it's um, beneficial to have like the age difference in the class too, um, you know, having a diverse range of different people. And that perception that because I'm older and have been a leader for a long time, that somehow I don't have room to grow is certainly, a, you know, a fallacy. That's, you know, especially now we're, we're challenged sometimes as seasoned leaders um, to figure out how we manage technology, how we manage uh, kind of a different approach to what a workday looks like. Um, I think most of us are coming along really quick on the changing dress code. <laughs> so even even uh, managers my age are saying, ah, yeah, jeans, that's great. Um, but the best way we learn how to navigate those things is by spending time with newer leaders and younger people and really embracing that a different perspective isn't wrong. It's just a different perspective. And one thing I'd like to add is that uh, not only is this program great for people who, you know, want to start a, a leadership, um, you know, quality and build those qualities within themselves. But once you're once you're done with this program, you're probably going to be feel more confident to join other programs like a rotary uh, or a flex program um, and just, you know, keep yourself involved in the community because you've made those connections um, and you feel comfortable working with other people for a common goal. So um, that's something that I look forward to um, after this program is over is to potentially join one of these pro programs, uh, probably flex. But um, I, I just I think this is a good opportunity for people to get out of their shell um, and really work on improving, you know, who they are. Um, and, the, and the skills needed to, to really, you know, make an impact in your community. Yeah, no, we haven't talked a lot about the details of the sessions. That would take more time than we'd have here. But that's why one of the really important things we do is at least in one of the sessions talk specifically about how you prepare to, to be a board member or to belong to an organization. And we've gotten good feedback from your class that we probably need to do even a little bit more on that, maybe spend a little bit more time. And uh, we've been thinking about how we invite organizations in to talk about what their expectations are as they engage 
uh, community volunteers, whether it's at a board level or just simply as a volunteer, um, that we kind of assume that everyone out there that's not volunteering just doesn't want to, when in fact what we've learned from you is that often you just don't know how. You don't know where you'd be welcomed and what the commitment is and how you can bring your best skills and talents to the opportunity to volunteer for an organization. So that's one of those places where we, wow, that is invaluable information that we've gotten about how to improve the program. So, so far we've discussed how this leadership program has been beneficial to individuals um, of members in the class and these businesses and stuff, but as a community as a whole, what have you been like seeing throughout the past few years come from it um, to benefit the community as a whole? Well, one of the things we hear a lot out in the community is that we simply need leaders. We need volunteers and organizations. We, we, we just need more people to be engaged. And we have watched in our last three classes that so many of those people have now stepped into leadership positions. They have joined local boards and volunteer groups, and that has positive impact in the community. And it's not random. I mean, it's very intentional. Uh, we know that they come with a better understanding of the entire community they live in, because again, without getting into too much details of the program, it's designed to teach the participants about the whole community. So we move around Venango County. We try to make sure that you learn more. So over, you know, what we're nearly at 50 graduates with your class who better know our community, who better know other leaders in the community. So that, that kind of corporate knowledge and, um, connectedness is so beneficial to the community and how we can get things done. Uh, I, I think particularly as we come back to more normalcy and how we how we operate, I can't imagine what we can accomplish together now that we all know each other and can figure out, you know, how to tackle challenges and opportunities in the community. Yeah, I think that you and like through this program too have been like kind of pulling back the curtain a little bit and kind of getting helping to get rid of like the intimidation factor that a lot of people might feel. And the feedback we get from all of you is so valuable because we, we do a lot of sharing kind of anecdotal stories or telling what we think is going on in the community. And because you are such a diverse group, alumni in this class included, it really gives us real life experience on what you're finding in the community, what you're finding in the workplace, what your families are experiencing, because we've, we've had from young single people to, you know, to families that are participating. When you participate in the program, your family's participating in the program. So we have, uh, we have had several husbands and wives that have, have participated, I don't think in the same year, but that, that have followed. And I, I think I'll be anticipating we'll have some more of that going on in the next year or two. Yeah, it's definitely exciting uh, to, to see and, and hear how you know, the, the next, you know, following years, how, how the program might change, how, what leaders might come from it. I would encourage 
um, anybody else who is interested in improving their leadership skills moving forward. So thank you for uh, coming and being our first guest for our first episode of Venango Speaks. Um, you are probably the, the, the best person that we could have asked to kind of, you know, really, you know, take this first episode, uh, considering you're so deeply rooted and connected in our community, uh, to be able to get like an overall insight as to what this program is. And, you know, thank you for, for being here today with us. We appreciate it. Thank you. I love the opportunity. I love the project. And I hope that I'll have the chance to return as a guest again in the future. Absolutely. We'll be glad to have you.